All we know is he's young and male. Details are sketchy. Okay, said Carruthers. I'll be there in twenty. I'm sending Fletcher and Harris over, continued Bingham. Fletcher's as keen as mustard, and Harris— Well, it'll stop him cramming his face with any more doughnuts. Bloody man's practically finished the entire bag, Carruthers smiled. Harris wasn't the only one with a fondness for doughnuts. Car keys in hand, he left his cottage and locked up. He could hear the sound of water lapping the harbour. Despite the lateness of the hour, there were still one or two people by the quay finishing their fish suppers from Anstruther Fish Bar. It was a warm evening. A group of giggling teenage girls walked past. They were wearing short skirts and had flat midriffs on display. Carruthers tried not to stare, but it was difficult. He was just a man in his late thirties, after all. One of the girls had her belly button pierced. As obesity levels soared, seeing a group of teenagers with flat stomachs was sadly an increasing rarity. Why was it that girls were either bordering on anorexia or morbidly obese? What happened to nice, healthy curves? He must be getting old wondering whether there were any normal and well-adjusted teens around. Perhaps they were just all at home, getting ready for bed. As he drove towards Castletown, he was aware of an enormous and dizzying expanse of sky stretched beyond him. Fife was so unlike the west coast of Scotland, where he grew up, and although he loved the west with its majestic but moody mountains and heather-clad landscape, the Fife countryside already held a special place in his heart. Today had been a beautiful day, and the sky was still a hazy blue. Carruthers loved the drive to work in the summer. He was reminded of the colours in an artist's palette, as overgrown verges full of patches of cow parsley, clumps of bluebell, and the occasional scarlet poppy flashed past. As he approached Castletown, leaving behind the undulating green and golden fields, he drew in a breath. For all the tourists and students, there was something otherworldly about the historic town. There the town stood, nestled by the coast, at one time only easily reachable by sea. The spires of its cathedral and castle ruins glinted in the evening sun as they had done for at least six hundred years. Lives tumbled upon lives, from the red-gowned student population that had shaped the town since the 1400s to the Gothic Victorians and beyond. As he drove into Castletown, the town looked as it would on any other weekday evening. The fine weather meant that it was busy in the centre. Patrons from the Earl of Fife bar spilled out onto the cobbled street, clutching their glasses. Carruthers, who had wound down his window to enjoy the fresh evening air, could hear the babble of chatter as he drove past. He saw a couple with a toddler and a baby in pushchair. They didn't look like tourists, most likely locals or R.E.F. His parents would never have allowed him up this late at that age, but he shrugged, things changed. And what would he know about modern parenting? Driving into Market Street, he spotted a couple of young women in their twenties walking down the pavement arm in arm. Carruthers could imagine that they were confiding secrets or making easy small talk, the way good female friends do. Or so he was told. As he turned into Bell Street, the women, who had also turned, stopped abruptly when they noticed the commotion ahead. A small crowd had gathered behind police tape. One of the girls stopped and pointed, and the other followed the line of her arm. The scene of crime boys were already busy. As Carruthers drew closer, he saw most of the activity was confined within the stairwell of number 39. 
His senses came to full alert with a familiar quickening of pulse that always accompanied him to the scene of a suspicious death. As usual, he experienced a momentary apprehension for what he might find, just as he had the first time he'd seen a dead body. Heart still thumping, he found a space and parked. Jumping out of his car, he ran across the street, pushing through the throng of onlookers. He was aware of Detective Sergeant Harris pushing his way through the crowd in the opposite direction. He wondered briefly where the man was going. However, he put thoughts of Harris aside as he prepared himself for what lay ahead. Flashing his police badge, DCI Carruthers ducked under the tape. He nodded at the socko who handed him a coverall kit, and then pulled on the suit and latex gloves and shoes, and went through the partially open front door. The hastily erected mobile lighting lent an eerie cast to the stairwell, making it all extremes of dark and light. Carruthers surveyed the scene, his keen blue eyes missing nothing. The flat itself was next to a pizzeria. There was a pungent smell of dirt.